Today in Business from Wired. This episode is brought to you by ShipStation. You know, some things take a lot of work, like sending little robots to far off distant planets. And just as that's challenging, so too is running a successful e commerce business, especially when there's so much to do. So I want to introduce you all to ShipStation. Now, I love using ShipStation because of its easy to use dashboard, which makes managing orders and printing labels a breeze and super smooth. Oh, and the customer service is just out of this world. It's exactly what you need to help grow your business. Sign up for your free 60 day trial at shipstation.com slash tech news. That's shipstation.com slash tech news. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Apple turned its epic defeat into another App Store victory. Despite expensive legal battles and regulatory pressure, Apple's and Google's mobile app stores are mostly unchanged. This week, Apple introduced a new fee on developers to protect its business by Paresh Dave. What can $83 million in legal defense fees buy? In Apple's case, billions of dollars in annual app store revenue that had been under threat until this week. While the iPhone maker's costly legal battle started by developer Epic Games technically isn't quite over, Apple looks mighty victorious after the U.S. Supreme Court on Tuesday refused to hear Epic's appeal of its losses. That means up to 30% of app developers' sales will continue to flow into Apple's pockets, just as they did before Epic picked a fight in 2020. That outcome adds a glum picture for developers like Fortnite maker Epic, consumers and governments from around the world that have been trying for years to loosen the restrictions Apple and Google maintain over downloading, paying for, and using apps on mobile devices. A handful of small victories in the U.S., Netherlands, and elsewhere have forced policy changes at Apple and Google and cost the companies some revenue. But overall, Apple's App Store and Google's Play Store function much as they always have, and retain their hold over businesses that want to reach customers on mobile devices. The few tweaks Apple and Google have made to their app stores in response to legal and regulatory pressure have not been overwhelmingly enticing to users or developers. Anyone who wants to download or offer a mobile app is essentially stuck with the two giant stores and must comply with their rules. A jury last month found Google's mobile store to be unlawfully monopolistic, but the company will likely make appeals and is operating it essentially unchanged. After this week's Supreme Court rejection, Apple put into effect a concession to comply with Epic's loan victory in its legal fight, but added a new fee that developers say largely wipes out the potential benefits. Apple did not respond to a request for comment. Apple's tweak allows developers selling apps in the U.S. to link from their apps to purchase pages on their own websites. This practice was previously banned, locking developers into using Apple's payments system and paying up to 30% of revenue to Apple. But to link out to alternative purchase options on their websites, developers must apply for permission and also offer in-app purchases through Apple's billing system. 
and they have to certify that they have processes for handling billing complaints and that their payment processors meet what Apple calls certain industry standards. Apple then has to approve the wording used to link the alternative purchase options. Finally, when users click those links, they will encounter a full-screen warning that they are taking a risk by going into a world where Apple's protections don't apply. For any consumer brave enough to keep going and make a purchase, Apple will collect up to 27% of the revenue via a newly created fee that extends the much-loathed levy that previously had been placed only on in-app purchases. Developers will have to provide periodic accounting of qualifying out-of-app purchases and allow Apple to audit their records, though it acknowledges that as a practical matter, collection and enforcement will be exceedingly difficult, and in many cases impossible. The revisions provide developers a meaningful opportunity to do business outside of Apple's billing system, while also enabling users to make an informed choice about where to transact, attorneys for the company say in a court filing. The arrangement is similar to how Apple began allowing alternative purchase options, with a fee in the Netherlands and South Korea to address government pushback. Google is testing a similar scheme in dozens of countries in response to developer complaints and regulators' scrutiny. Epic and other developers critical of Apple, including Spotify and privacy-focused email provider Proton, are calling on Apple to make a stronger concession. They say that the cost of using their own billing tools and handling customer service would offset the slight reduction in the revenue share paid to Apple to complete sales outside of its system. Imposing a 27% fee for transaction made outside of an app on a developer's website is outrageous and flies in the face of the court's efforts to enable greater competition and user choice, Spotify spokesperson Gene Moran says. Once again, Apple has demonstrated that they will stop at nothing to protect the profits they exact on the backs of developers and consumers under their App Store monopoly. Epic CEO Tim Sweeney says the company plans to contest Apple's new rule in the court, whose ruling the Supreme Court declined to review this week. Whether U.S. District Judge Yvonne Gonzalez-Rogers will be receptive is uncertain. She sided with Apple on 9 out of 10 charges in her original ruling and said she wanted to avoid micromanaging its business. Epic would have to prove Apple's revised rules failed to increase competition, transparency, and consumer choice. Rebecca Haw Allensworth, a Vanderbilt Law School professor who's followed Epic's case, says it would be fair to call Apple's new linking rule bad faith because it basically recreates the system the courts found anti-competitive. But though the judge wouldn't want a remedy that undermines her ruling, it's difficult to predict how she would rule on a challenge from Epic. A new set of appeals all the way to the U.S. Supreme Court is possible, but the case turned on California's unfair competition law, and the Supreme Court generally tries to stay out of state issues. It's taking up Epic's appeal had been a long shot, says Herbert Hovenkamp, a University of Pennsylvania law professor with antitrust expertise. Further litigation could also be doubly expensive for Epic. Apple says in court papers that because it won 90% of the case, Epic should pay the same proportion of its $83 million and mounting in legal fees. Apple argues that's required under the App Store developer agreement Epic signed when it began offering apps for Apple devices, and then later breached by trying to circumvent Apple's payment rules. Epic has no legitimate grounds to dispute the amount, attorneys for Apple write. Developers including Spotify and Epic are holding out hope that Apple will have to cede more substantial ground by early March to comply with the EU's Digital Markets Act, 
a new law requiring online gatekeepers to open their systems such as app stores to more competition. It's unlikely any changes in response to the DMA would apply outside of the EU, though. After years of political, public, and legal pressure on Apple's and Google's app stores, they are looking as immovable and lucrative as ever. Thanks for listening to Wired. My name is Zeke Robison, and for more stories like this one, visit us at Wired.com. Like what you learned? Subscribe everywhere you listen to podcasts and get more business news at Wired.com business. Want to learn how you can make smarter decisions with your money? Well, I've got the podcast for you. I'm Sean Piles, and I host NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast. Our show features our team of nerds, personal finance experts in credit cards, banking, investing, and more. And they'll help you make the most of your money while cutting through the clutter and misinformation in today's world of personal finance. You'll get clarity on strategies to help you build your wealth, invest wisely, shop for financial products, and plan for major life events. Listen to NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast wherever you get your podcasts.